0: Hi, and welcome to the Small Business Sisters podcast. If you're new here, we're Jenny and Christina, two actual real life sisters who both happen to start their own small businesses. If you're here, you're probably a women's small business owner who is running a lot of the show by herself. Over the last eight years, we've each been in business. We've had to discover a lot of business owning on the fly. We know that running a business, a household, and maintaining mental health can be challenging because we've shed a lot of tears over it. Thankfully, we've always had each other to ask all the questions, bounce off all the ideas, and just have someone on the other end who gets it. And that's why we're here. That's why we started this podcast. To help other small business owners who are doing it all feel less alone. We talk about business strategy, our mental health journey, and all that falls in between. We're glad you're here to join our sisterhood. On today's episode, we have Mariah from Mariah Magazine, and we know you've heard Jenny talk about her because she fangirls over her SEO course that Jenny took. She, Jenny thought it was so simple. She makes it bite-sized and Really doable. So she's always loved Mariah. And when Mariah filled out the form to come on the podcast, Jenny freaked out and was like, We have to have her. And it was so nice meeting Mariah. She is very down to earth and just exactly who she is. And I picked that up and I haven't taken her course yet. So it was great chatting with her. She gives so much SEO information in this podcast. We, um, we're so grateful. We are always grateful to our guests for giving information out for free because as we as we tell you guys, we know we're all worth a lot and our time is worth a lot. And so it's always so amazing when people come on the podcast and give little tidbits away, and she gave a ton in this episode. So thank you to Mariah for that. You can find Mariah, uh, her website is www.mariahmagazine.com. It's M-A-R-I-A-H magazine.com. And just a little brief description of who she is. She's an award-winning organic SEO consultant for online business owners over at MariahMagazine.com. She's a firm believer that showing up on Google and marketing your business does not have to be as difficult and overwhelming as everyone makes it. With over seven years of experience as an entrepreneur in the online and digital marketing space, she's helped over a hundred clients get their websites found on Google by implementing a strategy that feels both doable and aligned. And again, Jenny completely agrees with that. Jenny has seen a difference in illuminate space from using Mariah's SEO workshop. Um, you can also find her on Instagram at Mariah Magazine Co. and At her page, you'll find her podcast and you will find amazing reels where she gives you information about your SEO for your business. So uh, sit down, relax, uh, find the pen and paper or notes app on your phone because you are going to want to write a lot down from this episode and we hope you enjoy it. We are so excited for the podcast interview today. It's great to be back. If you listened last week, you heard Christine and I talk a little bit about our story and what's happening in real time in our lives and why there was like a little bit of a break in the podcast, but we feel energized and refreshed and we have some great content to bring you mostly through really great guests. And today I'm so excited and I even just stumbled over my word because I'm so fangirling. Uh, we have Mariah magazine on the podcast and she is so amazing. Let me tell you about Mariah. So probably I think it, was, it I think it was pandemic time. So that feels like a jumbled time, but it had to be like 2020 and I was working with Miranda for marketing for the uninhibited. And one of my action steps was like, let's figure out SEO, how to help people get to your website. Um, just organically without even social media. And so I can't remember if Miranda, well, I mean, this is like, this like speaks to SEO because one of us Googled like how to do SEO. I think it was me. I think I found Mariah and Mariah Magazine came up, YouTube, your YouTube channel, Mariah. And I looked at it and watched it and I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. And she's teaching SEO in ways I can understand and in like bite-sized um, chunks that I can go do that right that day. And so Miranda and I just explored everything you had to offer. And she even, then you were on her podcast and she was on your podcast. And I think you guys like work together now, right?
1: Yeah. We're like best friends, like in the business yeah. space. Like we box yeah. her like every day. If she like doesn't voxer me in the morning, I'm literally like did you die? Like what happened to you? So we're in <laughs> yeah. like almost like a codependent relationship business wise now. And it all started from SEO on YouTube. Yeah. You yeah. I love that.
0: personalities too.
1: Yeah. yeah you do. You, you so.
0: vibe really well together. So I, so three years I've been just like devouring everything Mariah has to offer. She has, um, YouTube channel on her Instagram. She often does like really quick reels of like, SEO tip number 17 and it again it's just so like approachable and um a thing that you're like oh I can totally go do that right now and then she also I've done some of her workshops which are more in-depth and she like really uh, she answers your questions, she works with you on it and then she also does one-on-one coaching with that correct consulting yeah consulting okay but we just love everything you do Mariah so welcome
1: thank you guys, <laughs> so, so much for having for, me
0: thanks for coming on
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. And it's funny because I was telling you guys before we hit record that it's like SEO just for some reason beyond my control, I have no idea why I like SEO. I have no idea why it comes so easy to me, but it's one of those things that it's like, it comes so easy to me that sometimes I'm like, is this even helpful? Like, doesn't everybody already know this stuff? Mm -hmm. Or it even comes in because like in my industry, it's kind of shitty because in my industry, it's like they don't want to pull back the curtain. Nobody wants to tell you how to do it. All of the information Mm -hmm. about search engine optimization is truly like, don't look over here. It's too complicated. You'll yeah, never even, get Yeah, even like it. the words
0: they use, like make it. So it's like, oh yeah, don't, don't approach this.
1: Super, <laughs> super techie sounding. And so even me, like I'm self-taught with SEO. And for a while I was like, I don't want to offer this to clients. I definitely don't know enough. And I mean, I even go through that now because it's like, it's not like I have a degree in this stuff or anything like that. And so I even have people that I reach out to that are like more advanced SEO people. And like, I'll pay them for an hour consulting call and after every single time I'm literally like lol bitch like you fucking know what you're talking (laughs) about because like they're just confirming like what I'm already doing you know what I mean so I think it's just hard being a business owner even though we have our zone of genius it's hard to read the label when we're inside the jar because Mm -hmm. essentially it's like am I really good at this? Or like, is everybody good at this? Or like the way that I'm explaining, does it hit with people? Does it resonate? Like, does this even really matter? Like, do people even want to show up on Google? And like, even when I'm saying that, I'm like, LOL, like, of course they do. You know what (laughs) I mean? But it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Because can you give, right. Can you kind of give to our listeners like a brief overview of why what is SEO and why is it important? And like, yes, why do we want to show up on Google?
1: Yeah, so SEO stands for search engine optimization and it's how you get free and organic traffic from search results on search engines. So I say search engines because when you optimize your website for search engines, like it, it trickles out into all the search engines, Yahoo, Bing, Google. But us SEO people mainly talk about Google because they have the biggest market share. And so this is compared to paid ads. So even some of my clients are like, hey, do you also do paid ads? I don't. I have a very, like, I have a small zone of genius. I'm not doing paid ads. I love the sustainable aspect of it. And so, paid ads are different. That's Google AdWords. That's the stuff that usually shows up at the top of Google. It'll say ad or sponsored at the top. Those people paid to get there. And the thing is, is that those paid ads that you see at the top are only clicked around 25% of the time on average depending on the industry. So an industry that, that, that ads get clicked more with is actually lawyers. Lawyers, lawyers will spend around $10,000 a month on Google ads. Like it's absolutely like cutthroat insane. Most other industries, 75% of the clicks are happening on organic search results in which you get found that way through SEO. And so there's pros and cons of both, right? Like SEO, since it's organic, it's, it takes a little bit of time sometimes to, to build up momentum, not all the time. So like that's a myth with SEO too, is that it takes six months to get results. It depends on the keyword that you're trying to target. So I've been able to get my clients results in like as little as three weeks sometimes. And it just really depends on like how competitive a keyword is. But the organic search results, you can stay on page one of Google for five years, where it's like Google ads, when you stop paying, you stop showing up. And so that's kind of the difference, but Google ads, once you start paying, you don't have to wait to move from page five into page one. You can just pay and then automatically show up. So sometimes if people are interested on ads, I tell them focus on SEO first so that your Google ads and like that traffic helps build your momentum with your SEO foundations already in place. Because otherwise I have clients, I had a client who sold, um, like holistic health supplements. And he was spending a shit ton of money on ads. Like it was getting to the point where it was like $8 per click and he's an e-commerce shop. And he was like, yo, I'm like reselling these products wholesale. Like I'm, I don't have, I'm losing money at this point. And so he was like, I wish that I would have focused on SEO five years ago because now he was like, I have to keep paying for these. I kind of pushed myself into a corner. So that's why I'm really passionate about organic SEO and showing up. And I know that everybody wants to complain about the algorithm, but there's an algorithm in every other organic form of marketing. So SEO kind of gets shit on because they're like, well, it takes so long to get results. And I've already busted that myth. But again, like, so does Instagram, dude. Like, so does LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. so does Facebook, so does every other organic social media platform. Which organic form of marketing provides you like instant results? they don't you know what i mean and so yeah what i like about showing up on google is like people are already going to google so your audience is already looking for the solutions that you offer seo is how we get google to recommend you and your website as that solution and like as a business owner how fucking cool dude like i don't have to go out here and like beg people to buy my shit and like beg people to be my client like i can just do what I do and stay in my zone of genius and SEO optimize my website and people are already coming to me. Like what a blessing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Right. That's actually how I, yeah. And that's how I, I think is when Miranda and I found you is when I was trying to get off of Etsy and mostly just use my own website. And that was like, if I just find the right, because keywords aren't just one word, correct? correct? I've learned that from you. So it's like, a little phrase that people Google, if I can, if people are searching for those things and my website pulls off, pulls up, that's like better than being on Etsy or any of these other things. And it's already getting that organic traffic just by people Googling those phrases that I've written into my website, like hand poured soy candles or phthalate free. So I feel like that's really helpful for, for people to know that, They think it's so hard for people to find their website, but it's really about just figuring out those keywords that are on your web that you're using in your copy that people are going to Google and everyone uses
1: Google. Literally everybody uses Google like I had to Google the other day. It's so embarrassing. I had to Google like how to boil an egg because like I know how (laughs) to boil an egg like it's easy but like how long do you boil an egg like I don't have a clue. And then I was literally like, okay, so me and Andrew, my boyfriend, we currently live on the mountain outside of Asheville, North Carolina, we're about to move to Tampa, Florida. For a couple months, we're originally from Buffalo. We're just like dicking around to try to figure out where we want to live forever and plant roots. But right oh. now, like we're on a mountain. And so like, we live in this like older people community where like everybody around us is like 65 That's and retired. So- and so it's literally like me and Andrew have no friends. And Our friend is the raccoon. And so the raccoon would come like every night and our neighbors used to get so pissed that we would feed this raccoon, dude. Like we went (laughs) down for like the 4th of July and it was like all these older people like, you know, passing casserole dishes around. And then one lady is just like, so have you seen the raccoon around? I was like,
0: what? it's a
1: raccoon <laughs> dude anyways long story short the raccoon hasn't been showing up lately and so i literally went to google and i was like why is my raccoon like not showing yeah, up? why do
0: raccoons
1: <laughs> like die? did so, did my raccoon die and like i'm even going to google google's not going to give me an answer but, about yeah. like what yeah. happened to my raccoon but like right. it's so embedded into society that it's yes, like yes
0: i do that for everything everything yes. i just Same. i would love to like pull up my google like search history and post it someday because it's funny my most recent was like what plants will survive in a basement without light?" <laughs> but yeah it's just like finding answers to everything literally, so why literally. wouldn't we use that to get people to go to our business
1: especially mm-hmm. like if you're e-commerce or even service-based people like Sometimes you can find e-commerce or service-based people on Instagram, right? I'm not going to say that you don't because like sometimes I do. Sometimes I find people that want I want to collaborate on there and blah, 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 blah. Most of the time we're going to Google. We're just like mm-hmm. a minimalistic website designer or an e-commerce Shopify website designer or modern copy. I don't know if anybody's typing in modern copywriter, but like copywriter for small businesses or something like that because the search capabilities of social media usually isn't that in depth to give you what you want, especially for products. So the exact examples that you already uh, gave Jenny, it's kind of like the specific keywords for products and for e-commerce people, they think that they can like only optimize their homepage for a keyword. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, I can only show up for like candle shop And it's like, no, dude, like if you're, okay. So the example that I like to give is like, if I needed shoes for a wedding guest dress, I'm not going to Google and typing in shoes. Right. Like it would be the worst thing on the face of the planet. Mm -hmm, I would be so overwhelmed. I would go and type in black high heel, open toed shoes. Mm -hmm. Super specific. That would probably lead me either to a collection page or to a specific product page for somebody. So as an e-commerce shop, remember that like, Lavender soy candle. That's a a very specific SEO keyword. Target that shit on your product pages. And then like Mm -hmm. I just did SEO for a local business in Seattle. She uh, creates unique greeting cards. And people are literally typing in like snarky birthday cards. And I was like, yo, we need a new collection, girl. Like you're about to pop (laughs) off for like snarky birthday cards. Like, let's do it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just, I like doing keyword research to be able to find gaps in the market for our industry because with social Mm -hmm. media, it can get overwhelming. It's like, oh my God, everybody's a greeting card designer. Everybody makes candles. Everybody Mm -hmm. does SEO because we're kind of in our own, Little bubble, but then you do keyword research and you're like, yo, dude, there's so many gaps in the market for these specific things. And I think that it's super inspiring. Like a lot of my clients walk away from like consulting sessions and they're like, holy shit, I had no idea that there were so many gaps in the market. And it's like, especially as a small business owner, that can really help like bring more visibility to your website and you don't have Mm -hmm. to create a reel on Instagram every day.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. Like you and want to, like, who cares if everybody is making a pocket tee? Like you want to be the one that shows up in the search. Like, so
1: yes.
0: set yourself apart that way and, and choose keywords that will get people to yours. That's so true. Yeah. And I learned from you too, like not only having your homepage and product pages, but then that's where like blogs can come in. So like even taking, so something I did after the workshop I did with you was like, take a question. People ask me a lot, like my customers ask me a lot. So one thing they ask me is like, how to get the dough candle to burn properly. So like I wrote a blog post about it. So all those phrases, if people go Google, like how to do a dough ball candle. And that's one of my like top I think that's where I rank the highest is, and I want to get more than just Doble Candles, but um, just because I have that blog post on there, then they're getting to my site and they can go look at the products that I have.
1: Yeah. So that
0: that like taught me from you, because I think sometimes we think like blogging is dead, but even in just to have it on the website to get people there.
1: Yeah. And it's is funny. Is that right? I get that question all the time. Like, oh my God, like, isn't blogging dead? Yeah. I was like... <laughs> Go to Google and type some shit in. Most yeah. of the yeah, time, it unless it's blogs. unless it's an e-commerce specific keyword, like I already gave examples of, like bringing you to a collection page or a product page, most of the time it's blog posts. And I think that people ask, is blogging dead? Because they imagine blogging like the online diary, like it was in right. like 1995. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, that type of blogging is dead, unless you're like a travel blogger or like somebody that's built a really big brand and audience. Um... But blogging, so basically like when you create blogs, you're op- you're multiplying the amount of doors that people can find you through because you can create content to target these specific keywords that you answer just like you did through a blog. And now people can find you from Lavender Soy Candle or they can find you through that question that you had. And what's really mm-hmm. helpful with this is – Google also looks at your website and wants to kind of understand, like, what are you an expert in? And so you creating these blog content and like these blog posts help Google better understand like where your authority is in. And it helps Mm -hmm. with a thing called topical authority. So like if you're writing really specific blog posts, let's say about candles, you might show up more than like some random blogger that like talks about t-shirts, candles, plants, lifestyle things, all of these other things because Google's like, no, this website is like the candle expert. And so like there's so many different layers to SEO and that's why it can get a little overwhelming because Google does judge a website in over 200 factors and Google doesn't tell us every single thing. And I also want to say that like blogging absolutely is a powerhouse for SEO, but you also don't need to blog in order to show up on Google either. And so that's kind of a myth too, is like, do I have to blog? And like, no, you don't have to blog. Your homepage can show up. If you're a service provider, your services pages can show up. Portfolio page can show up. Like all of your collection page, your product pages, like your freebie page, your sales page, your landing page, like all of the different pages on your website can show up. But I will say that not every page on your website will show up. Because that would be a shit ton of pages. Google's not going to allow you to dominate search results. Even though you think that you're the best solution to the problem, Google's going to be like, okay, well, we have to give somebody else a chance here. Dude.
0: Right, And so to we options. also have
1: to prioritize. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you mind um, expanding on what the layers of SEO are?
1: How much time do we have?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just give us a few, like a few nuggets that people can think about.
1: Yeah. So essentially, one of the one layers that a lot of people mainly focus on and that we've been talking about is kind of, it's called on-page optimization. So it's essentially like the things that you have control over on your website. So it's like, how optimized are your pages in order to show up on Google? So that's one thing. So that's kind of like, what are the keywords? Where are we putting the keywords? Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's one part of it. The other part is called off-page SEO. This is something that I feel like a lot of people like focus on without doing keyword research at first and then like they're not getting results so they're getting like, Kind of annoyed by it. But essentially, Mm -hmm. off page SEO is like how authoritative is your website? It's all of these things that you don't have control over. So it's backlinks, like how many other people on the internet, how many other websites are linking back to your website? This is, this helps improve your domain authority. Okay. So the example that I like to give this one is like Oprah. For example, super authoritative. Everybody like basically knows who Oprah is. Google knows who Oprah is. If Oprah was to link back to my website from her website, Google would be like, oh, Mariah must know what she's talking about because Oprah, mm-hmm. who's super authoritative, linked back to Mariah's website. So it's like word of mouth for Google. Okay. okay. So that's all. So that's like SEO.
0: literally just putting like if I was writing a product description or something and I tagged. Or like hyperlinked to your website. That's backlinked.
1: Yes, correct. Okay. Okay. So these things are kind of hard because you don't really have control over them. But what you can focus on is building relationships. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you guys have a podcast website in the show notes, you're probably going to link back to my website. So that's a Mm -hmm. link back to me. So Mm -hmm. be a guest on people's podcasts. The other thing is like getting featured in the media, like submit yourself for quotes for the media, have them link back to your website. The other thing is like, um, building relationships with people and complementing niches. And it's like Miranda could write a blog post about marketing, mention SEO, and then she can link back to my website so that people can find more information about SEO. So there's different mm-hmm. ways to go about that. But essentially that's off-page SEO along with social signals. So it's like do Google looks on your website and it's basically asking is this person trustworthy? Because Google's a business. Google does not want to come out here and just like link back to all of these random ass websites and like, good luck. It's probably a spammer. Bye. Yeah. Like, Google doesn't want to do that. So it's trying to like pick up signals on if you're a, a human, if you're a real person. And so what it'll look for, like, do you have a social media profile? And so this is like a social signal that Google will look at. So that also kind of goes into off-page SEO. And then there's technical SEO. So this is the stuff that, like, I'm trying to educate website designers on and just the general public, because, like, a lot of the times when you hire a website designer, you assume that they know SEO. That's unfair because mm-hmm. SEO is, like, an industry all in its own. And it's unfair to expect a website designer to also be an expert in SEO. Right. But technical SEO, like how you set up a website and the technical things that are set up with it play a role in your rankings because Google judges your website on over 200 factors. So it's essentially like, is it secure? Is it easy to navigate? Like, what about the links on here? Does this make sense? Like, how fast does this website load? Is this mobile responsive? Mm -hmm. So those are one of
0: the biggest things. I I don't want to give it away if you're not going to say it, but I learned in your workshop about one of the technical things.
1: Go ahead. Say it. For
0: the the heading, like having the title in the heading format, like the size is so important and that that should be a keyword, right? or like it should say exactly what you do.
1: Yes, okay. So, if people are listening to this, this might feel a little <laughs> overwhelming if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But, but- I
0: loved it. It was like super helpful. To okay.
1: Me. So, I'm going to I'm going to go into it really quick. So, okay, essentially, okay. this is the rule. This goes into a little bit of technical SEO, but it's mainly on-page SEO. So it's the H1 heading. It's the heading one, okay? So there Mm -hmm. needs to be one heading one per page, no more, no less. This is a thing that a lot of website designers get wrong because they're taught through brand design and things like this. And I used to be a website designer. So it's like, I'm kind of in the middle of like, I used to kind of do this stuff. And then I found SEO and like, thank God, because none of y'all want me designing your websites. Like you really don't. (laughs) I like, (laughs) I like stay in the container and like, don't get creative really with it at all. Um, But essentially a lot of website designers and people that DIY their site, like same thing with templates, the designers that create templates, a lot of people don't really know this, but one H1 heading per page, and it should be the very first heading on the page. Because essentially Google's going to look at this H1 heading, look for it, and it's kind of like the title of the chapter of a book. Mm-hmm. A chapter of a book only has one title. It doesn't have seven titles. And so Google looks to this to be like, okay, what is this chapter about? Like, what is this page about? So that it can better understand the page, so that I can show so that it can put you in the right section of the index. Google's index is just a really big filing cabinet. So it's like Google has to have some way of organizing this content on the web. So it's going to look for that H1 heading, try to see what that H1 heading says so that it can put you in that section of the filing cabinet. If you have more than one H1 heading, Google's like, "Mm, don't really know what the hell you're talking about. I'm a little confused here. If you don't have any H1 heading, Google's like, "Mm, don't really know what you're talking about. I'm a little confused here. Okay, so that's why it's important to put our target keyword in the H1 heading, because it's like the one of the biggest context clues to Google on what your page is about, because there's no way on the back end to tell Google what your target keyword is. There used to be Mm -hmm. back in like 2002
0: type thing where it's like
1: you used to be able to fill out this box that's like, what are your, your keywords. meta keywords is what yeah. they were called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Us business owners and marketers, we fucking ruined it. Google's like, I can't trust <laughs> you. Like you're trying to manipulate this stuff. So that's why Google is kind of like, you can't show up on Google for keywords that you're not willing to put in the content itself. Yeah. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. even before we work together, they're like, well, I want to show up for this keyword. And I was like, are you cool with me putting that on the page? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, Okay, then we're not like we can't target it, dude. Like yeah. we can't. So there's also like no way to manipulate Google.
0: So give us like a an overview. If someone were to sign up for one of your workshops, either you can tell us what the workshops are, or just an overview of what. Um, if you're maybe a beginner business, what's or know very little about SEO, which one should they sign up for, and what can they expect to come out learning?
1: Yeah, so I actually just created this because I was getting this question a lot. And so I created a getting started with SEO workshop. And so it's essentially going to dive into like, what is SEO? Why is it important? How do search engines work? How does SEO work? Because I find that like a lot of people get frustrated with SEO, but it's mainly because they don't understand how it works. So how can they get results unless it's by accident? And if you do it by accident, then it's really hard to recreate it. Mm -hmm. So I dive into all of those really foundational things. And then I dive into um, the mistakes that people make and like the three things to prioritize. Like if you were just just getting started with it, start with those three things and you will be set up on like in in the right direction, essentially. And so I try to break this down in just a way that most people can understand. And I think that I have a gift for being able to do that because most people in my industry don't want to tell people all of this, but I also think that's because a lot of other people's business structures are different than mine. Most SEO mm-hmm. people have an SEO agency, so they want mm-hmm. you to they sign want on. to do it for other right.
0: people. Right.
1: Yeah. They want you to sign on to a retainer package because they have a team. They have to make money and pay their team and give their team something to do, right? Mm-hmm. Me, I never wanted an agency. I didn't get into business to manage people like I like showing up for my clients, solving problems, educating, and having conversations like this. Like, truly, like this is what I like. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I offer consulting and I don't offer like ongoing, super long containers. Like, most SEO agencies will make you sign a six to 12 month contract for around $2,000, $3,000 a month. And wow. my clients just never could afford that. They didn't need that and all of that. And so I've kind of structured my workshops and like my offerings to better support the smaller business owners, the creative business owners. And my whole thing is like, I don't want you to need me forever, dude. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to keep any secrets like behind the curtain. I want you to feel empowered because as a business owner, we have a lot of shit to juggle. We have a lot of shit to do. The last thing that I want is, to use, is for business owners to feel like they need me for business owners to feel like, shit, well, I'm not going to show up on Google if I'm not paying Mariah. Because like, how Mm -hmm. disempowering does that feel? Instead, it's more like, yo, let me teach you the basics. Let me break this stuff down. I can help you with the SEO strategy. We can kill it. We can set up the foundations. Like, I do have a done for you package where I set up the foundations for clients. But that next step is like, I create a game plan and I'm like, here, dude, now you do (laughs) it. You do it. You do you do it.
0: And I will say, I feel like the structure that you have will bring you more of your niche people because like Jenny, very word of mouth. Jenny's talked about you for years now on our <laughs> podcast of like those people are going to ma- make people want to come to you versus if you were an agency, like they don't, they're don't, they not actually empowered in learning the stuff to refer people. They're just like, oh yeah, they do this for me. My site does great, whatever. Um, but now Jen is learning more. To now implement in her website. And then she can refer other small businesses to you. So I think that that structure is great. Oh, And you just have so much information out there. Because like I think. I can't remember if I bought this course. Or it's on your YouTube channel. Of like setting up your Google Analytics. mm Or how to read them. That was. Because again. I like how you like just demystify everything. And you're like no you can do it. And here's how you do it. So I like that you. And I did the workshop that was targeted. SEO for product based businesses. Yes. Um. So I like that you you did. I think you have a service based
1: one, right? I have one or for website e-commerce design. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have one workshop for e-commerce where we dive into like the strategies of e-commerce, and so many people are like, "Well, SEO for e-commerce is just like impossible." I'm like y'all actually like have it made because like you yeah. can target so many different keywords because you have so many different pages on the website and so many different product pages and collections. And an SEO strategy for e-commerce is slightly different. And so that's why I wanted to really create that because there really there's not a lot of information out there because, like I said, my industry is kind of like, don't look under the covers. Don't look under the bed type thing. But then I also have a workshop for website designers where it's like, listen, I worked with a client on SEO and she just got her website done and it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The designer killed it. She spent a lot of money, like a lot of money on this. And then I was like, we have to change around like 10% of this. And so the client was frustrated, but the designer was also frustrated because there was no education for this Mm -hmm. designer. And I think I'm in this like unique position where it's like, I used to be a website designer and developer. I understand how to speak that language and I also understand SEO. So it's really bridging the gap and then helping website designers talk about SEO to their clients. Because a lot of the times the clients will come in and they'll be like, well, you built the website. So it's obviously ready to show up on Google, right? And then the website designer Mm -hmm. feels bad and they're just like, Well, no. And so like I, in that workshop, you get access to like best practices for SEO. I walk through everything. I answer questions. So there's like this checklist that you can use for every single project that you create. And I include scripts of like, what the fuck to say to your clients? I'm like, literally like, (laughs) this is what I would say. I think there's like six or seven different ones. And I'm like, copy and paste them and take them and like do whatever you want. Because I feel like there just needs to be more res- like resources out there for this. So there's that workshop for website designers. And then there's another workshop specifically on SEO keywords because I could talk about strategy for SEO keywords for a really long time because it depends. There's so mm. many different things about it. And that's the piece that a lot of people get wrong. So it's like a lot of people will be like, well, I want to show up on page one for copywriter. And it's like, no you don't and you're also like not going to because it's way too competitive so it's like being able to break down the the what and the why and the how behind that like at the end of that workshop I literally share my screen and I did it live and so I was like yo somebody give me something to like come up with keywords with and like you see how I think about it and so a lot of people don't want people to know that because then it's like well then they're not going to hire me and I'm just like I don't care
0: (laughs) Yes. I can't remember the example you used, but it really helps you understand of like a keyword that is actually getting a different information than what you're trying to be. I can't remember. What oh, it yeah. Was. Yeah. Something have, like singer. Yeah. Singer. singer or, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. I, that was like clicked for me. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah. Basically like the number one rule for SEO before you target a keyword on your website, you have to Google it. I don't care if I told you about the keyword. I don't care if some, some other SEO expert told you to use that keyword. You as the business owner need to go to Google and you need to Google it. We have to make sure that how you view the keyword is how Google views the keyword because
0: mm-hmm.
1: one word can completely shift the results. So if you go to Google, you can type in singer and the sewing machine shows up.
0: I was just going to say, I bet you it's the sewing machine. That's what yes. I do, Mariah. I sew. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: But you put the, before you type in the singer, lyrics and like YouTube videos show up. Completely different. And then I was working with... um A speaking coach. And she was like, Mariah, I wanna show up on page one for powerful speaker. I was like, cool, dude, let's Google it. I've said dude 17 times in this episode. It's embarrassing. It's okay. Okay. I say like all the time,
0: I can't handle it.
1: (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's Google it. And so we Googled it car audio and stereo speaker show up. And I was like, girl. mm -hmm." Yes, like girlfriend, no, we were not gonna show up for that. (laughs) And so we ended up like trying to figure out something else, like how to become a speaker or something like more specific to her people. But imagine if we didn't Google it, what would happen? Mm-hmm. That would be mm-hmm. on the list of keywords. And then she would try to target that keyword. And then she would be frustrated and thinks think that SEO doesn't work because she's like, Mariah, I'm not showing up for a powerful speaker. Mm-hmm. You were never mm-hmm. going to. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So it's like yeah, you have to be able to Yeah, or the people that are Googling Google.
0: that are not looking for what she offers like there. And if they are, parts.
1: yes. And if <laughs> they are, they're going to have to type in something else. They're going to have to type in like speaking coach, become a speaker. Like they're mm-hmm. going to get hit with the exact same results. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like allowing yourself to go down these rabbit holes, which I love rabbit holes, but I think that's what people don't like about SEO is that like, there's always something to test and tweak. And I'm like, but that's the fun part to me. Like I love experimenting. hmm
0: So we ask this to everybody who comes on our podcast because our our podcast is meant for we started it because Jenny and I felt like there was a gap in the market of um there's all these podcasts for small business owners, but it's always people who've already reached million dollar goals and all of these things. And then they start just saying, hire this out, hire this out, hire this out. And we love having people on like you that then come in and empower the small business owner to do stuff DIY style until they're either at a spot where they can hire it out, or um, they're like you where they find something they love and it actually pushes them into a different direction. Um, But so our people are, you know, not at the million dollar mark and maybe one day will be, but that might not always be their goal. They're just wanting to do something that they love and have people see it, which is where SEO comes in. Because I think the frustrating part is like, this is solving an issue for somebody, but they can't find it. So that's the whole point of having SEO. But I'll sidetrack back to my original question. We asked our guests if you could tell a small business owner who's maybe in their first like three to four years of owning their business, what piece of advice would you give them?
1: I think the biggest piece of advice is that you get to grow your business however the fuck you want to. I think that's something that like took me a really long time in order to like not only think that it was possible, but like to truly believe in my bones, you know what I mean? because we see we can mm-hmm. get swept up, man, even people listening to this, they could think, well, now I need s e o or like you listen to an Instagram thing, and it's like, well, now I need to do Instagram. I need to do this real challenge. I need to start going on LinkedIn. I need to do all of these things, and like you can grow your business any way that you want to. The reason why I got into s e o Is because I wanted to get into SEO. It's because, Mm -hmm. like, something, there was something lit inside of me and, like, it makes sense to me. And now with my business, I'm really focusing more on YouTube SEO, like, for my own business. But it's like, I get to decide how I'm gonna show up and how I'm going to market my business. Mm -hmm. And I think that it really upsets me when people are like, well, I have to grow my business because that person said that I have to grow my business that way. And then you become completely disempowered and then you're like on the struggle bus about it and then it can be like really deflating. And then you're like, well, Mm -hmm. everybody said that I have to be a guest on podcasts and like I don't like talking like that, but like everybody said that's the way to grow. And it's like, no, dude, you get to do this Mm -hmm. any way that you want to. But I think the biggest thing is, A, you have to be willing to test and tweak. You have to be willing to try new things and you have to be willing to self-reflect Because if you don't make time to sit with yourself and to truly ask, how do I want to show up? You're going to get sucked into all of these different ways. You have to keep coming back to yourself because as a business owner, most of us get into this to do the shit that we want to do in a way that we want to do it. And we have Mm -hmm. so much decision freedom that we forget that we have so much decision freedom. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's just so important to keep coming back. Like the question that I'm always asking myself is like, what am I craving more of right now? Because that will tell me, okay, last week I had a shit ton of calls. What am I craving more of? I'm craving more space for me to be creative. That's what I'm craving. So it's like, okay, maybe the next week I can have a little less calls and like really focus on allowing myself to get into a rabbit hole or to get into like testing and tweaking something. And I think we also forget what marketing is at its core it's just showing up and telling the right people about what you do and how you do it. And like, you get to do that anyway. Like Miranda really focuses on local and like being in the local community and stuff. And like with me and Andrew traveling so much, I can't focus on local. I don't have a local community. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of limits my stuff, but also like how empowering that there's, you can grow your business in like so many unlimited ways. And so if you're finding yourself kind of like hitting wall after wall, after wall, see if you can have conversations with people, see if you can like get in an area where it's like, you can be reminded of all of the unlimited possibilities, because like I said, you can do this any way you want to.
0: I love that because it great. takes the pressure off of, yeah, it takes the pressure off of like you have to do things just like everybody else. Like you can do what works for you and what really like lights you up and it's okay. There aren't rules. Like it's okay if it doesn't look like so-and-so and this is triggering a memory of you and Miranda. Uh, I really liked what you were talking about in her podcast, re- the most recent one of how you reframe um, setting goals. I really like that because goals always overwhelm me too. I hate setting goals because they're like too lofty or too – and then I get – I feel like strangled by them. And I think you said like you look at it more of like what's the next right step after this instead of like a big lofty goal. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so goals have always been – too restrictive for me. And like the way that I grew up, I developed this like perfectionist complex. And I mean, that's like a whole conversation for a different day, but essentially like (laughs) goals, it's like, I would set the goal, like hit a thousand YouTube subscribers. Right. And then I would do all of these things and be really focused on that end result. But then when I wouldn't hit it, which it was completely out of my control. Like we can set goals, but like whether we hit them or not, a lot of the times we have no control over that. And so we have these expectations in which we have no control over. So it kind of left me feeling in like a shame spiral. And I was like, I feel really Mm -hmm. shitty. And like, I didn't hit this goal. So this means I'm not a good business owner. This means that I'm not good at this and I'm not good at that. And like, it just created these negative stories. So instead I like to just break it down. And so it's like, well, A, I ask, like, what am I craving? And I do a lot of self-reflection. And then, like, what is the next step that I can take? Because one of my big goals right now is to become a speaker. Like, I want to be on stage in front of like a big audience. That sounds horrifying to me right now. (laughs) If I have that goal, it will also make me feel like I'm really restricted. And then I'll only focus on that goal and I'll be super narrow-minded and like too rigid to where I lose the joy and the flexibility and the decision freedom that I actually have in my business. So instead I look at it as like a vision of just like, okay, eventually that's what I want. But like, how do I get there? What makes sense? What's the next step that I can take? Well, to be honest, I have no idea what the hell I'm going to talk about. Like, do I want to talk about SEO? Do I want to talk about like combining the inner work and the outer work to create a business that feels really good? I don't know. So like my first step it might sound simple and I think that that's where a lot of people lose it because it sounds so simple but like my first step is just to create space to allow myself to think about it. Like mm-hmm. what do I want to talk about? Maybe jot down some ideas. Creating space, that feels more fun to me than instead even being like come up with 10 topic ideas to pitch to XYZ. <laughs> it's like let mm-hmm. me just sit with it. Let me see like yeah. what wants to come through and like focusing on the little baby steps allows me to feel like I have something in control. Like I have control over the baby steps and the actions that I take and the attitude that I show up in. I don't have control how this shit's going to turn out. I don't have control over the outcome of it. And so I think that it's just like, it's the perspective that's really helped me keep it moving in my business because otherwise this shit gets overwhelming.
0: hmm mm-hmm. No, I think that's good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I looked very distracted when you were first talking, but one of my boys walked by my office window carrying a bat. (laughs) And Uh what, yeah, I kind of was really sidetracked of why is he carrying a bat? Where is he taking this (laughs) bat? And why is he walking very close to my business window? (laughs) So sorry, oh, I love it., but I loved what you said. I wrote down several of the quotes that you just said, and I'm excited to post those so people can hear them and see them because they're very, very inspiring and Our last thing that we ask people is it's so kind of dumb, but I think it also <laughs> helps people who might need some items. We ask them what's like the best business purchase that you've made for your business that's like changed the game. I think people have said canva. Uh, Jenny has set her uh, label printer. Mine was my label or mine was my cricket. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so it, it can be anything that changed the game for your business.
1: Um. Wow. What a question. A purchase that <laughs> changed the game for my business. Can I have two? Sure. Yes. Can I have we don't two have rules. You? Okay. So <laughs> the one I would say, and this is like it's SEMrush. It's SEMrush. It's the SEO keyword research tool that I use. I just use it every single day. I couldn't do my job without it. Like it is like, it is like my- like a software? Yeah, yeah. It's a, okay. it's essentially a software. It's pretty expensive. It's like $120 a month, like beginning at cost. And so like my clients usually sign up for the free uh, 14-day pro trial. Yeah, just so like Yeah, yeah. Just so <laughs> they can get a little taste from it. So like that's cool. And you know what's interesting? This next one, you're going to be like- wait, what? And I, okay. So the next one is I spent $12,000 on a mastermind and you're going to think, oh yeah, like best purchase because like I learned so much and got so much out of it and it exploded my business. It taught me (laughs) that nobody outside of me has the answers.
0: Oh, I have the
1: same. Jenny knows my
0: history with somebody that I took an SEO course from um, and then went into like a year long course coach situation with. And I don't know if this is what you were trying to say, but mine is like be very careful what you spend your money on.
1: (laughs) Yes, it was the best purchase. And I've had to do some some reflecting and just some some stuff around this because like $12,000 as a small business owner Mm -hmm. is not just like Mm a a cough and like, Mm -hmm. it's good.
0: Yeah, mine was six. So not quite as much as 12. But it's definitely a huge uh, regret of mine.
1: It was a very large investment at a time that I was not ready to make a very large investment. And so Mm -hmm. it was a huge jump, but in the coaching world, I kind of got sucked into it where it was like, if you're not willing to invest this much money in your business, then how are people going to invest in you? Which that Mm -hmm. is some shit that we can untangle in a different very. (laughs) It starts to get very MLME. Yes. And it's very like on one level, I understand. On the other level, what is the intention and the integrity behind saying things like that. But on right. one thing, I totally get it. So that was one of the best investments because I learned on a deeper level to trust myself, but it wasn't through what everybody else was doing. Like it wasn't through mm-hmm. the one-on-one coaching calls and it wasn't through like all of these things that were inside of this mastermind. It was more mm-hmm. so like, you can spend 40,000, 50,000, a hundred thousand dollars on something. But the answers are inside of you. And so I mm-hmm. don't think that I would have learned that lesson as deeply if I didn't put my money where my yeah. mouth was type thing. If I didn't go ahead and make that and have such regret over it, and I don't have regret now. I'm really, really grateful for that experience. But it was one of those things that it was like, I have to touch the stove. To see if it's Mm -hmm. hot, even though somebody tells me that it's hot. Like, my boyfriend was like, $12,000, Mariah. Like, that is a lot of money, girlfriend. Like, are you sure you need this? And I'm like, I need it. We can talk ourselves (laughs) into anything, dude. I was like, I'm not going to be successful without it. I feel empowered. (laughs) And then, like, after, I'm like, oh, boy, I'm going to go cry about this. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I would agree with you that I like people that offer courses like you where it's like a college course. Really, you're learning something that's gonna really help your business. Um, those are great and good and people should be doing those and learning. I mean, I even work in dentistry and we have to do courses like that throughout the years, like just to keep getting better. But it's the ones that are those like huge masterminds that almost promise your business is gonna reach some sort of level when you're done with it, that, that, I think I, where you say like the answer is in you, I think like, first of all, your business isn't going to get to the next level if you're not in it, right? Like you Mm -hmm. have to, there's so much you have to do self-reflection wise to be your business and be the brand that you want it to be. But I also think that like the marketing tactics of those, like the quotes you were saying of, like just because you do this course doesn't mean your business is now gonna be at this level of making so much back in. And that's the one that I did was like promising all of these things, which again I should know better. Should know better than that. Um, but so then it's frustrating when you do all the things and you do the steps that they say and it's not you know, you're not reaching that eight figure thing that they're promising or whatever. Yeah. So and
1: I I think that sometimes it's it's one of those things where I think in certain situations with the right people, I think that it makes sense. I don't think that there's anything wrong with investing a very high amount in your business, in a consultant, in a coach. I think that there are mm-hmm. amazing opportunities. I have friends that host some of them. And mm-hmm. like, I think that that is amazing for the right person at the right time. Yeah. What I mm-hmm. don't like is like more of the marketing manipulation, the over-promising, the guaranteeing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And having a conversation with somebody and like, I think it's one thing to like have an investment stretch you so that you're going to show up because like, dude, right. you invested in this, you're going to show up, you're going to take accountability, you're going to have personal responsibility. I think it's another thing to be like, I am in no financial place to make this investment, but I feel shame if I don't make this investment. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So there there's no, so yeah. many different layers and like so many different things to uncover in these situations I but I I think it comes back to as a business owner we have to remember that we can grow our business any way that we want to and the mm-hmm. answers are literally inside of us and I know that that is frustrating. I am also a person that's like can somebody just tell me? Can you just tell me what's <laughs> going to work like I'm a very good student like I will do it. I will do it to a T like I will show up. I like I will do it. But a lot of the times like we have to walk through the fire in order to learn the lesson and that shit takes time mm-hmm. and a lot of business mm-hmm. owners we have this big vision, we have this big goal, but it's like, we don't allow ourselves the grace and the patience in order to learn the lessons, to build the muscles and to like, keep walking that walk and Mm -hmm. to stay empowered through it. And so that's why I think like having conversations like this, listening to podcasts, creating relationships, Mm -hmm. collaborating, Mm -hmm. it's so important for business because it reminds us that like, I'm not the only person in this world trying to do this thing. And like. I'm not the only one frustrated with my results. I'm not the only right. one going through these things. So, yeah, I think community is like really big for business owners too. For
0: sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have had a great conversation, and we're so glad you came on. And we want everyone to go check out Mariah. We're going to give them all, your handles. Your, um, I know you have a podcast too. Um, the Curiously some, Guided. I was going to say. I was like, it's in my um. Library. Say. I was just listening to it. Guided. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll tag that and we'll tag your website um, because I'm sure like SEO, while it comes very easy to you, it's definitely one thing that uh, we hear a lot about on questions from our Instagram, um, from people that listen to our podcast. So I hope people check you out and they utilize your courses and your consulting. Do you have one more yeah. thing?
1: Yeah. Can I just add too? So if you're going to download literally anything uh, digital product-wise like on my shop, any of the workshops, any of the recordings that are on there, use the code SEOLOVE10 to get $10 off of that. So Mariahmagazine.com use the code SEO love 10, save $10. You can save $10 on like the getting started with SEO workshop, all of that fun stuff. And then yeah, over on Instagram, Ryan magazine, Co. and the curiously guided podcast that should started as a passion project for me and Shay. And Mm -hmm. so like the conversations on there, it's, a lot of the times I feel like business owners talk about their podcasts because it's like, oh, Mariah must have an SEO podcast. No, I don't. I have like one episode on SEO yeah. that like. Right, talk right. About. No,
0: I love yeah. it. I love it. It's like really real honest conversations.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. I, really I appreciate like that. So yeah, Curiously Guided on Instagram for that and CuriouslyGuided.com.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on. Okay. We appreciate it, Mariah. Thanks. Jenny. so excited. She got to fangirl. So for an excited.
1: Hour. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. I'll talk to you guys later bye bye so jen how do you feel
0: that was so great isn't she like so great at explaining yes. seo yes i, I just i yeah. just like that's how like everything she does is i you mm-hmm. should go watch all her youtubes and her reels and everything because it's like real stuff that you can do on your own yeah well but and then I, she also offers such help with it too if you need it yeah, and I love that she said that you get to grow your business however the fuck you want to because it definitely like yes, like she has shows up so you can tell she's so authentically her, and then that mm-hmm. like draws her niche into her, and I like that a lot. It's always good. Yeah, to, it's the people curiously guided podcast is really good. She and Shay like actually kind of remind me of the dynamic between me and you a little bit because you and Mariah are kind of more like fiery and like. We're all authentic, but like who you are, and I feel like Shay and I are a little bit more reserved, quieter.
1: <laughs> but it's yeah, good. it's like since, a really
0: good podcast. Yeah, ever since you um, showed me who Mariah was, I followed her, and then when she posted about her podcast, I followed her podcast. So I listened to a few of the episodes, and I really like them. I love listening mm-hmm. to any podcasts that are just like kind of self help but also right, just right, like real, real women life. being yeah real women being yeah. women in America so um I also just love I I was ecstatic with how much SEO wisdom she gave us because you never know like it's hard going on podcasts because you want to help people but you also that's what you do for your living so it's like this, right, right navigating that job. line of like I want to help people. And she really wanted to give everybody free information the whole time. And we encouraged her to just give little nuggets and then have people go find her to learn more. Because um, it's always so nice when people come on our podcast and help our people, but also
1: mm-hmm.
0: like we're teaching our people, like you are worth your, like you are worth your time. So um mm-hmm. yeah. I know it was probably killing her, not giving us more, but uh I think people will go look into her and I'm gonna go check out her website Jenny sent me her like a year or so ago but I love how Mariah said like you have to do it in your timing and like when it's ready for you and it's like now I feel like is the time that I actually have time to sit back and pick up SEO and look into it and you have me intrigued that she did, makes it sound so easy because that's what I mean. It yeah, it's just like bite-sized and doable. And like I mentioned, if people are really overwhelmed by um, Google Analytics, like she has a whole thing. She'll teach you how to like read that and interpret what all those things mean because that's overwhelming to me. So she's just a really great... Person and wealth of information. So we hope awesome. you all enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Mariah. And we hope everyone learned a tidbit or two and goes and checks out her spaces. If you love the podcast, we would love if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together. For more content, go follow us on Instagram at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love following and supporting other small businesses. And if you're interested in being a guest or advertising with us on the podcast, visit smallbusinesssisterspodcast.com.